If you're like most hairstylists, you got into this industry because you're the creative type. You love to make people look their best so they feel great about themselves. And you may be following in the footsteps of a hairstylist you admire. You transition to rental or aspire to because freedom and independence are super important to you. You're passionate about your artistry and you set out to make this a great career. And somewhere along the way, things started to get off track and maybe you aren't exactly where you want to be. You're kicking up your social media and marketing to try to get more traffic online and clients in your salon and watching YouTube videos to perfect your skills. You're spending lots of time working on your business when the thing that could contribute the absolute most to your success as a hairstylist is to first work on you from the inside out and learn to be the kind of person who makes your dreams come to life. Because when you take an inside out approach to the fabulous business you want to create, you will soon discover the hair chair boss you need to be to finally have real, sustainable, and lifelong wealth, happiness, and abundance in your life. I'm Angelina Campos, and this is the Hair Chair Boss Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to the Hair Chair Boss Podcast, Episode 3. 10 Powerful Tips for Chair Renter Success. Now, if you're like most hairstylists who go rental, you're stepping into your desire to be your own boss. You want to have the freedom to control your schedule because you want to be in charge of your life. And you love the fact that you have the potential to make really good money. But here's a tough love truth. A lot of chair or booth renters don't end up having the freedom and the money they thought they would. And sadly, sooner or later, many hairstylists decide to get another job just because they need to have another source of income or they give up altogether. And being a hairstylist doesn't have to be such a struggle. It's just a matter of knowing what to do that will help you create that kick butt business that you set out to have. Okay, well, you know, before moving on, there is something I want to mention because I don't want it to get confusing. I use the term chair renter. You may use the term booth renter, and they're the same thing. I use them interchangeably. So I just thought about that, and I want to make sure that we're on the same page with that. Okay, so back to today's episode. So I created a list of the top 10 powerful tips for chair renter success because I was a chair renter for over 25 years and I sure wish someone had laid this all out for me. Because some of these tips that I'm gonna share with you, I had to learn them the hard way. And I'm gonna point those ones out and give you some extra pointers on what to do so that you don't have to learn it the hard way. And some of them just took time. It was just a process, it was an evolution, right? It's being on this chair renter path is a journey. And so I just took time to figure it out. But when I did, everything started to shift for me. They started to shift personally and financially, meaning I really began to improve as a business owner in the way that I was showing up. And my bank account was a reflection of that. And some of the tips came from me observing others and hearing some behind the scenes stuff that made me super aware of how to be and how not to be, which I'm going to elaborate more on that as I talk about these tips. Okay, and I decided that there's going to be a part one and a part two to this topic because as I was preparing for this episode, I realized that it was going to take me 
I mean, eight to 10 hours to cover all of them. So in today's episode, I'm just going to reveal the first five tips because I know how busy you are. And I want to keep these episodes to a reasonable amount of time where you can listen in to them every week and have a really good takeaway from each episode. Plus, I'll be taking an even deeper dive into the success tips in future episodes. Today is really going to be about scratching the surface, but enough of a scratch that you will definitely have lots to start thinking about and implementing. Okay, well... You're, you're not going to know if these tips are things you're doing in your business until you listen to this entire episode and then listen to part two. So make the time right now to step into being that hair chair boss we talked about in episode one and really put that hair chair boss hat on. Okay, let's go ahead and jump right in. The first tip is to realize that you are an entrepreneur. And I'm gonna share this definition of an entrepreneur. This is what I got off the internet. Okay, an entrepreneur is a person who organizes and operates a business, taking on greater than normal financial risk in order to do so. So think about this. Are you putting yourself in the position of an entrepreneur? Are you embodying an entrepreneur, the way an entrepreneur shows up? Do you have an entrepreneur's mindset? So meaning, are you organizing yourself and your business in a way that allows you to be efficient and effective and productive? And are you operating your chair in a way that is bringing you profit? And talking about the financial risks, are you taking some smart financial risks, like investing in yourself, in your craft, and in your entrepreneurship? And what about your environment in the salon? Are you afraid to make a move to a better location? Do you know that it's time for an upgrade, but you're too afraid to spend or invest the money into doing so? Right, so these are all parts of being entrepreneur. Again, it goes back to, are you organized? Organized to the point where you can be efficient and effective. Again, are you operating in your Are you operating your business in a way that is allowing you to be profitable? Now, I remember a former student (laughs) telling me that once she stepped into being an entrepreneur, having that mindset and showing up as an entrepreneur, that she finally felt like she was putting her big girl undies on because she realized that she wasn't living that definition of an entrepreneur. And once she did, once she realized what she was lacking in her mindset and she stepped into it, her business really took off. And that can happen for you too. You just need to start shifting your way of thinking about yourself and the way you show up in your business. So you can start with, so here's the tip I'm going to give you. You can start with looking at this definition of an entrepreneur and choose the one place that you're going to step into being that entrepreneur. So is it going to be getting organized so that you're more efficient and effective with your time? Is it going to be you um, being a better operator of your business? Again, so that you're more productive and profitable? Or are you going to stop being so fearful about something and be bold and courageous and a smart, savvy risk taker? 
Okay, so think about that and write down what, what part of this entrepreneur, whether it's getting organized, operating the business, taking some bold financial risk, you know, what part of that definition of an entrepreneur are you going to step into first? So think about that. Okay, tip number two. Treat your space as a well-run, welcoming, professional business. I know that sounds like a mouthful. And this is neck and neck with being an entrepreneur, but there's enough of a difference here that I made it its own success tip. Now, I've been in over a dozen salons over the years, and in all of those salons, I was never the owner, but nearly every new guest that walked through that door thought I was. And you know why? because I acted like the owner, by treating the salon as my business. Because as a renter, it was my business. As a renter, your chair is your business. And guess what? Guests coming through that door, they don't know your business setup. They don't know if you're renting your chair, if you're on commission, independent, self-employed. Like they, they know nothing about that. But they do know if they feel welcomed. They do know if they feel like they've stepped into some professional business, right? No matter what your unique flair is, they walked in and they're like, wow, like this is a great place. And I've heard other stylists say things like, you know, I don't own the salon, Angelina. It's not my business. So they just do the minimum. They just do what they think their rent justifies. And if you find yourself saying something like that out loud or even in your own mind, that's a big mistake that will turn into an even bigger problem for you in your business. Okay, so you're probably already starting to guess what I'm going to suggest you do from this point on. And it is to start acting like the owner. Now, that doesn't mean to start stepping on the salon owner's toes. They're not going to like that. But it does mean that you're going to start treating the space as a well-run, welcoming place that your guests want to return to because ultimately, that's what you want, right? You want them to have that first impression that every guest that comes in for the first time, you really want to make them feel like they've just stepped into this place where they're welcome and they can't wait to come back. Okay, and you know, if you are the owner of a booth rental space, what I would ask of you is to allow your renters to have the freedom to show up as as a co-owner, so to speak, because this will help create a vibe for your salon. And when you have stylists who take on some ownership of the overall success of the shop, you all win. Okay, wanted to point that out too. Let's move on to tip number three, which is to be mindful that you're in a shared space. (laughs) Oh, so many hairstylists forget about this. So when you're in a salon with other chairs and other stylists, you do need to be aware and mindful that your coworkers have their space and their clients that they're trying to serve. Right? I mean, everyone kind of has to be in their own bubble in a way. And it's easy for you, you know, it's easy for you to get into your own bubble, right? You have your client, your guests, and you're talking and whatnot. And that's a good thing. However, you can also easily forget that there's 
other stylists and other guests in the salon that are in that same space. Even though you're all trying to be in your own bubble, you are obviously not in a bubble and you're sharing space. So be courteous and be friendly and be professional. Be someone that contributes positivity and doesn't take more space than you should, right? Whether that's physically or energetically. And I wrote down a few things here that I want you, there's some things that you can check yourself on, right? Take inventory. So here they go. Being loud, right? Are you just naturally loud? And do you need to tone that down? And swearing, I mean, not that you need to be a prude or anyone needs to be a prude about it, but keep swearing to a minimum to nothing because it could be offensive to other guests. And you don't want to be that person who's being drama or inviting drama, right? Or being angry, right? Maybe you might be a little upset because, you know, a client isn't happy or they want something else that they weren't booked for, right? And then you start to show that. It affects everybody else. Here's another one, being messy. And (laughs) I'm a little guilty of that myself, but something to check yourself on. And and it's always, it's not always going to be something that's necessarily negative. Like let's take laughter, for example, because I love, love to hear people laugh. It's, it's contagious. It's one of the nicest things to hear when people just are genuinely laughing, right? It's a great feeling to, to hear laughter and to be laughing. It's good for the soul, but it could still be quite disruptive nonetheless. I worked in a salon where one gal had a great, loud, contagious laugh, and it would make me chuckle, but it also made everyone in the salon stop in their tracks because it was (laughs) all-consuming. And so it just goes back to having that awareness that no matter what, unless you happen to have the salon to yourself, you are sharing space with others and be respectful of that, okay? Now, the hard part here is that you might not be aware that you're being any of these, right? You may not be aware that you're being loud or you're, you're being irritated and it's, it's showing, right? So you may not be aware of that. But there are some telltale signs that will let you know if you need to be checking yourself in on something, right? And... One is if your coworkers are avoiding you, if guests in the salon are avoiding you, or if someone has told you straight up. And also, if you're noticing that your own clients aren't coming back, that is definitely a telltale sign that they, um, yeah, there's, there's something wrong there. And I'm actually going to get to that in another tip. Okay, so... And keep in mind too that being mindful, having mindfulness, it's a way of being and it takes practice. And that's why, you know, these are all micro habits. Consider all of these tips micro habits. And in time, you'll start to realize how mindful you've become. Okay, so let's move on to tip number four. This is managing your time well. And I'm going to be totally transparent with you about something. I struggled 
for years with this. And it really stalled my business and my income growth. And so I want to help you avoid this mistake. So there's, I have three like to the point to do's here that I want to share with you. And again, it's all about creating those micro habits. In fact, I say my, I've said micro habits a couple times. I think that's going to be a great future episode. So micro habits, we'll talk about that later. But for now, this is what I want you to do, and it'll help you just have a better grasp on your day. So going back to managing your time well, here's three tips to doing that. Number one is commit to getting to the salon at least 15 minutes early and set up. Now, I know some stylists, I've worked with some who get there 30 minutes and some even more than that. I struggled to get there five minutes early. So my goal was always to get there 15 minutes early and set up because you know what? Setting up early is going to set the tone for the day. If you're just like skidding in there at, you know, by the skin of your teeth, 10 seconds before your guest arrives, that is the tone you're going to have for the rest of your day. You didn't have time to set up. You didn't have time to get a breather. You didn't have time to just chill for a few minutes and get ready for, you know, your five to 10 guests that you're going to see that day. So again, commit to getting to the salon at least 15 minutes early and set things up. Okay, tip number two here is to give yourself a midday buffer. And what I mean by this is to intentionally create a gap in your schedule in the middle of the day, like maybe 30 minutes. And that's the way you can eat something, you can drink something, you can go to the bathroom, you can catch up if you've fallen behind. Because I know if you're like most hairstylists, you eat while you mix color, you hold your bathroom break until your bladder is going to burst and you get headaches because you forgot to drink water. So you're so dehydrated and you're getting irritated and you're exhausted at the end of the day because you never stopped. I mean, I know it was exactly that way too. And that's why I know you well. So I know you're sitting there going, "Mm, yeah, mm -hmm, that's me. I do that. I know you do. So again, give yourself that midday buffer. You're going to be, once you start implementing that, that is going to be a game changer for you. Okay, the third tip here is to take 15 minutes at the end of your day to sit down, take a breather, and update your client cards. Put things away properly, not just shoving them back in the drawer, right? And and have some water, <laughs> So those are the three tips that are going to help you manage your time well. Okay. You know, the thing is, is when you do implement these tips, you're going to get through your day so much less stressed, right? Less chaotic. You're going to have less fatigue and you're just going to have so much more of your day where you're in the flow. Again, going back to what I mentioned a few minutes ago, it's setting the tone of your day. So that's so important. You may not realize how important that is until you start doing it. You're going to be happy you did. Okay, let's move on to tip number five. And this is to be someone your guests look forward to seeing again. Now, this one is pretty simple, yet it's often taken for granted because your guests, a lot of times they become your friends, right? But they're there to be taken care of. And... 
So just do that. Take care of them because when they feel heard and they feel appreciated, they'll want to come back. And I, it's, it's sometimes easy to forget that they came to you in the first place because they, you know, they wanted to be pampered and they just wanted some time to, you know, to, to have you work on them. And so I'm sure you've had this experience. Okay. I'm, st- I'm starting to think about a few things that I want to share here. So excuse me while I tried to get through that. And I'm sure you've had this experience where a new guest sits in your chair and they tell you the reason they left their last stylist was because they felt like like that stylist didn't listen to them. They weren't getting what they wanted. And they felt that the stylist talked about themselves and their drama all the time. And it gets exhausting, right? They say, oh, well, you know, we became friends. This is kind of where I was going with that. And we became friends and then, you know, he or she stopped giving me the, the level of service or the quality of service, right? That happens. And so the bottom line is don't be that stylist. You still want to make it all about them. You want to listen to them. And by all means, even if it seems like they're open to hearing about your life, leave your drama out of their appointment because eventually they will get tired of it and they'll move on. Like I said, so many of your clients become friends, so it's easy to forget that they're a guest when they're in your chair. It's easy to get into friends mode. And that can also be something that can get in the way of you giving them that experience that they first started coming to you for. Okay. And uh, this makes me think about so many posts that I see in some of the forums about hairstylists being shocked and upset because their client who they thought were a friend started going elsewhere. And this is a whole other episode that we can get into. In fact, I am going to do an episode on this because it's one of the questions that I've been asked most often, which is how do you deal with a friend moving on to someone else? Okay. Sorry, I digressed a little bit there. So let's do a quick wrap up of these first five tips. Again, This is going to be a part one and a part two of the 10 powerful tips for chair renter success. So here we go. Wrap up of today's five tips. Tip number one, realize that you are an entrepreneur. Tip number two, treat your space as a well-run professionally, a professionally well-run welcoming business. Okay. Tip number three, be mindful that you're in a shared space. And tip number four, managing your time well. And tip number five for today is to be someone your guests look forward to seeing again. Now, the Hair Chair Boss podcast is a lot about taking an inside-out approach to your success. And the fact that you're tuned into this episode tells me that you want to to create success as a chair renter. And I want that for you too. And in next week's episode, part two, I'm going to wrap it all up and I'm also going to share with you how you can take this inside out approach. Okay. In all the 10 tips, there is an inside out approach that you can take that is going to help you create what you want on the outside. So make sure you tune in for it. 
Hey, there is a few more items that I want to share with you really quick. So many of these episodes will have some supplementary items to help you implement either a cheat sheet, a PDF, an audio, or a video. And the way for you to access these items is through something that I just created called the Hair Chair Boss Insider Club. Now there's a link in the show notes that will give you access to everything I create for the podcasts. Again, it's going to be support material for the podcasts. So if you're already in the Hair Chair Boss private Facebook group, please go in and share which one of these tips you're going to focus on so that we can cheer you on. Plus, being an entrepreneur requires you to take action. And what better way than to state what you're going to do to shift in your business? And if you're not already in this fabulous exclusive group, this is just for hairstylists only. There is a link for you in the show notes of this episode. And you can click on that and I'll see you in there and you can post your exciting ahas and what you're going to focus on next. Okay, well, that is a wrap for today. Thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate your time. And don't forget to tune in next week for part two of the 10 powerful tips for chair renter success. And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Hair Chair Boss podcast. And if you are really feeling the love today, I would appreciate if you gave a five-star rating and a review and share what your aha and takeaway is. Okay, that's what I have for today. Make it a great day and keep on making the world a better looking place. Bye for now.